You're listening to Fox on the Wire podcast. Okay, hello everybody and uh, welcome to another episode of Fox on the Wire. It's Friday, day before the grand final. It's a public holiday and I'm not at work, so it's a great day. Um, I'm on Skype today with uh, one of my favorite musicians in the world. Uh, I'm lucky enough to actually know her and have played on stage with her, and her name is Amy Francis. Hello Welcome, there. Amy. <laughs> Thanks, mate. That's <laughs> very nice. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I've, I've been listening to all the uh, podcasts, and it's nice to uh, finally be on. It's, um, yes. Yeah, you're doing a great job. Thank you. It's nice to have you on. Uh, yeah, I originally wanted to try and catch up in person, but... Um, I know you're very busy, and you know it's. Uh, I'm very busy, I guess. Um, yeah. People get busy, so it's sort of hard to line up schedules. And um, I thought, well, we'll do a Skype, and we'll just we'll get it happening. And yeah, totally be good. So yeah, so um, now it's not just you on the show today. Obviously, you got your little <laughs> puppy dog on your lap there. <laughs> got Hambo over here. Yeah, this is Hampton. Uh, he kind of follows me everywhere, so I, thought I may yep. as well sit him <laughs> here, and keep him quiet, and yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he can be part of it too. <laughs> well, feel free to pull up another mic for him. Yeah, if he's yeah, got yeah. I'm sure he'd have say. a lot to say. Yeah, you'll be able to hear him from houses away. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's, uh, I guess, start current day. Um, you've got a brand new single out called 17. Yeah. Um, um, tell us about it. Sure. I released that a few weeks ago now. Um, wrote it a couple of years ago um, and recorded it about a year ago. Um I wrote it about my time in America. So I lived in America for a couple of years from about 18 to 21, give or take. Um, I, I started going over there for pre-production um, for an album when I was 17. And the song is loosely um, based around those years. I say loosely just to keep my mum happy. My grandmother asked me the other day, she's like, so is the song actually true? And I was just like, oh, bits and pieces, you know. <laughs> um, but it was, yeah, it was kind of written about, growing up really fast and and you know living in Los Angeles and experiencing Los Angeles and all the cliches it has to offer and yeah yep. it's um it's it's been it's a new sound for me as well um and a sound that I think is going to stick which is kind of nice I've been a bit of a oh, a jump arounder for lack of better words um when it comes to what I do just because I love writing and I love mm writing different types of songs and I've ended up releasing them all under my name and I've done everything from your harder rock stuff to super poppy stuff to to this stuff which is kind of gone back to my roots which is um yeah it's fun but that's, that's 17 anyway <laughs> yeah cool well um I think most of your songs yeah I've noticed the the different sound but um when you play live you're able to uh pull them back to an acoustic guitar version which is really cool yeah, I guess they're always written, 99% of my songs anyway have been written just as an acoustic guitar and vocals and I feel like if you can't perform a song at its bare bones and, and make it sound good, then maybe it needs a little bit more work. Mm. Yeah, um, now who who was that lesson from? Because I, I sort of picked up that same thing along the way. Um, yeah. I, I so, can't, can't remember where it, I got it, it from. It was an interview or, or something. Um, yeah. I can't even remember now, but it, it really stuck with me, and 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 it was years ago that I that I heard it. But yeah, yep, I can't yep. remember. 
Yeah, if anyone knows, let us know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's a good lesson. So it's a kind of shows that it's a good song if you can play it on an acoustic guitar and it, and it sounds good. Mm. Um, so, yeah, 17 in uh, Los Angeles, that would have been a hell of a thing. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was different. I had, a, had to have a fake ID because, I mean, even when I turned 18, I had a fake ID because, you know, all the legal drinking, going out, age is 21. And yeah. um, luckily for me, all my friends were in their 30s anyway, so my 28-year-old fake ID kind of passed a bit better, <laughs> I think. Um, it, yeah, it was an experience. It, it definitely showed me the good sides and the bad sides of, not only the industry, but just the party life in general, I think. And um, it made me grow up really quickly, which was a good thing. Um, yeah. And I guess it made me what, like know what I wanted a bit more as well. Um, I didn't want to be going out every weekend and, and getting completely sloshed on God knows what because I wanted to do the music and that's kind of what, that, what I was there for as well. I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I did do all of that, but... Yep. Yeah, I, I just I was a lot more responsible than maybe I wouldn't have been if I hadn't seen it, you know, in the flesh. Mm. How people reacted mm. on certain things and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it was pretty much everything that we um, read about in totally, you know, absolutely, yeah. very. Um, it was all really in your face, and it's like, okay, well, I don't. Yeah. You, you see how people. I've, I've never touched a drug in my life, apart from alcohol. I know it's a drug. Blah blah blah. blah caffeine. Yes, I've done that too. <laughs> I drink a yeah. lot of coffee, but uh, in terms of your your crazy drugs, I've I've never touched anything, and I think that's because I did see a lot of my friends and just people that I was surrounded with doing a heap of cocaine, doing this, doing that, and I saw what they were like on it, and I didn't want to be a dickhead, mm. so I was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, Pass. well, that's pretty pretty good. Um, that's good on your part, especially at such a young yeah, age I, and I've impressionable, never been into I guess. The whole yeah, but peer pressure's never been a big thing for me, I don't think. It's yeah. always been on my own terms and I don't know where where that got instilled, but I'm I'm really thankful for it. <laughs> Maybe my parents said something, I don't know. They've, they were, they were always really good with their parenting in terms of uh, they were great parents, but they also, well, they still are, but um, you know how sometimes parents smother their kids so that they don't see certain things? Yeah. Um, mine are always really just straight up about this is what happens to you or what could potentially happen to you. And um, yeah. my dad owns hotels. So I either li- I lived in hotels at the top in like the um, apartments or the houses there whilst, you know, they were sorting stuff out. Or, you know, I'd, I'd hang out with dad in the public bar when he was having a shift after school or whatever. And I yeah. guess that's that's another life learned as well. But yeah. Okay. Well, it's good you kept focused on your music and obviously yeah. still are. And it's, um, yeah, um, I guess a lot of people get caught up in all the, the drugs and the lifestyle and maybe aren't as productive. And you can only take that so far, I think, and still oh. be productive. I mean, it's fun to read about in, mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I read a lot of, uh, you know, Motley Crue. Uh-huh. Slash yeah, autobiographies. Yeah, okay, we're on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great, great to read about it. But yeah. you know, even I started reading those when I was young, and I drank a lot, but I never, yeah. never touched drugs either. Yeah. Uh, didn't want to go down that rabbit hole, I guess, and didn't really feel the need to either. So. Well done. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how long were you in America for? Um, it was pretty much it was for two years, give or take. Oh, well. Um. 
I recorded an album over there and played a couple of shows. I was signed to a, a management label at this point and um, it was good. It was good while it lasted and then the typical uh, LA burn story where you get stuffed over by whoever it is, your record label or your manager or whatever and I moved home and got a real job and that was a bit of a wake-up call because, you know, I'd, I'd gone from a manager promising me I was going to be supporting these people, these people, these people, these people in the next year and I had to come home and get a bar job and, mm. yeah, it, it sounds sounds kind of silly, I guess, but it was just a bit of a, um, a crash big time um, and having to kind of rework how to live life instead of 24-7 studio. It was pretty much studio gym go out repeat <laughs> so it's um it was it was a massive wake up call oh shit i've got to make money now i've got to do this i've got to do this i've got to do this and mm. um but, but it was good because it, it did wake me up and i financed an ep out of it um recorded that with michael yule who we've both worked with before and um mm. then i took me and the band over back over to california and we played a bunch of shows and did the viper room and, and all the rest of it and it was really cool so yeah mm. it was it's all a positive experience now and I'm, I'm glad it happened earlier than later if, if that makes sense yeah for sure yeah because um you know i'll say you would have learned quite a lot yeah absolutely. <laughs> just, just going through those experiences all those emotions and stuff as well that um yeah, yeah. yeah you grow up pretty quickly <laughs> yeah well um you're you look like you're constantly trying to sort of uh, come up with new ways of getting your music out there and reinventing yourself and yeah. um, lots of different hairstyles as well. <laughs> uh, I saw you post something about uh, your, your Dennis Rodman do the other day. <laughs> yeah, it, um, I, it's good fun, you know. Like I, yeah. um, It's just one of those things that you can change when you want and uh, obviously with the tattoos and everything I've got, I've never been one to hide from things so it's kind of like uh you know if you got it you may as well use it you know <laughs> absolutely yeah. um you've got probably the best social media presence uh that i've seen like of the people Thanks. that i sort of follow and that sort of thing so yeah you kind of let it all hang out there and um yeah, it's all sort I of positive too people appreciate like authenticity i think and and if they yep. can see what you're like as a human as well as what you do on stage or, or what you sound like i think uh, you know back way back when social media wasn't such a thing being mm. that mysterious kind of type was kind of cool whereas yep. i feel now be the mysterious type but if you need to be or whatever it is but people also need to know what you had for breakfast and and, and what you've uh what you're doing with your life, you know? Um, yeah. I think, I mean, Stevie Nicks is the perfect, perfect example of that. I know nothing about her apart from the fact that she's some amazing cat lady that lives <laughs> in like Santa Monica or Venice Beach or one of those kind of vibes. And um, But these days, I don't know if she would have been as cool and mysterious. Like uh, she mm. just wouldn't have been known because she, she is the cool, crazy cat lady from Venice Beach, but that's all I know about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's, I kind of think about how much it's changed. Like yeah. um, that whole mysterious thing is not you, – you can't really be like that anymore, as you said. There's just um, so much saturation of music and people mm. and, and, you know, sounds. And I think you really have to be on the ball with 
everything and and to be a musician these days i think you it's the music part unfortunately seems to be one of the one of the low low ground yeah. in terms of what you need to give to for people to kind of want to know more about you and, and hear your stuff yeah like you could be a muso gigging around you know quite a bit actually mm-hmm. actually doing it and being out there and if you haven't got much of a social media presence with that not a lot of people know that you're doing that whereas you got someone on the other side who maybe does a lot of live video streams on their Instagrams and that. stuff like that and they don't do any gigs and then you know yeah. they've got 10 times as many followers and blah 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 blah, blah. so it's an odd It's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's um it's a new world that's for sure. And the fact that you can make money from playing a gig in your your bedroom or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to pause this. Can we Can you hear the dog barking? I did for a second, yeah. Do you want me to just sort him out and then we can edit it back in? It's okay. Do you want to get him a mic? Has he got an input on this little... <laughs> Give me one, yeah, yeah, Give me that's one right. sec. I'll just shut him up. No worries. You, you can edit, can't you? Yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. Anyone who uses Spotify out there, I've started up a playlist, a Fox on the Wire playlist, uh, which features all the guests um, that we have on the show here. So um, I'm going to get Amy's permission, of course, and chuck her new single, 17, on the playlist and maybe a couple of other songs if she, if she lets us. Um, Please. Just in, case, just in case I can't edit, I'm sort of filling in the space. <laughs> Sorry about that. My, uh, my dog is a carrot fiend, so I had to give him a couple of carrots to shut him up. That's interesting. He's a vegetable hmm. monster. Right. How'd that come about? <laughs> I don't. I don't actually remember, but <laughs> veggies are like you thing. Carrots and capsicum are just like gold. Capsicum. Yeah. Really. <laughs> really. Oh my God, it's so weird. <laughs> God, it's really weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, my uh, cat likes Vegemite, so. Oh, okay. That's strange too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I love Vegemite too, though, so I kind of get it. But Me too. I'm not Me a too. Cat. <laughs> so uh, um, where were we? Social media and how the fact oh, that, yeah. um, yeah, uh, it's amazing. Like, and that's another reason why I don't think I'm touring as much at the moment. Um, is the fact that, like, the cost of touring, right? Yeah. For an artist that you know, if you can't sell a a venue out, is there any point in touring if you can do live shows? And hopefully, you know, if you've got your merch store and stuff sorted out. Is that a better way of doing things? You know, I mean, obviously that connection, that uh, hopeful applause and all that kind of stuff isn't there. But is that the way to do things and, and before before selling these venues out? Or like it's, it's – it really – I think it's it's a new thing and I think it's, mm-hmm. um, it's an exciting time. I, I'm, I'm all for it. I know a lot yeah. of people that aren't all for it. I'm a massive nerd though, so I'm, I'm like – what can I do to get myself out there and, and what kind of ways and all that kind of stuff. Whereas I guess someone that's thinking more of the old school, I guess, original approach where it is about the shows and, and the connecting with the audiences and all that kind of stuff, um, yeah. which makes a show so much more. You know, there's a lot more feeling involved when you can feel the audience. Mm. I don't know. what What's your views on it? Yes. Look, I mean – the social media thing's great. I personally, I find that I, um, 
I crawl into a bit of a hole when I go to do something like a live feed or something like that. Um, yeah. I'm, and then I sort of focus more on uh, on doing it than actually just playing. Yeah. Um, so if I've got a camera, it's, I guess it's kind of like being in the studio recording. Once you got a mic in front of you and you're hitting record, you're under this sort of pressure to make it awesome Perfect. instead of yeah. So that's just my little bug. So at the end of the day, I end up not posting a whole lot because I second guess myself too much. Yep. Um, and I'm pretty private for the most part. Um, so kind of, I like that old school, um, mysterious sort of thing. Yeah. Just because I'm not that outgoing anyway. So, um, but I love getting out and playing shows. I'm still getting over that hurdle of trying to just just let it come out as well. That's yeah. a that's a work in progress. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, especially when you see how good some people are at the social media thing, like yourself. Um, and it's a constant thing too. You know, yeah, I, I try not pick up my phone every five seconds. Um, I, I, I just get don't really want to do that. With this kind of stuff, I actually. Sometimes if I've got a couple of photos and something to talk about, I'll plan stuff in advance. So I'll be like, okay, tomorrow morning, hopefully when people are going to work and they might be on a train or they've just got to work, got five minutes to spare, they might see it and I'll post something. And then, yeah, so whenever I kind of think of something, my uh, notes section in my phone is just kind of scribbled with random things, whether it's really small things and it could be about the fact that, I'm throwing a tennis ball in the backyard with the dog and the sun's finally coming out. Or it could be something really deep about self, like insecurities or whatever it might be. But mm. I think making sure, again, that makes us the two separate people though, whereas I'm mm. kind of all right these days. It took me a long time to be pretty open with everything. Um, but mm. now that I am, I kind of, go for it because I, I see the – it's not for the reactions, but I do see the messages that I get in return where people are agreeing with stuff and it just shows you that we're all the fucking same anyway. But, you know, um, it took me a long time, but now I'm just kind of like, well, fuck it. Like the music just seems, for me anyway, unfortunately, and it sucks, but – the music seems to be one of the bottom layers of the identity that I've got mm. online. Um, I say identity, it's it's me, but, you know, the layer of um, not-so-personal posts where it's usually about the dog. <laughs> and then you've got stuff about me and Lindsay, my wife, and gig life and behind the scenes in my little studio setup I've got here, you know. Um, yeah, it's taken a long time to be this open, I think. And mm. I don't think you need to. I think it's just do do you and, and whatever you feel comfortable doing. Like mm. I think it's just trying to attract – God, I'm getting nerdy. I'm really sorry. I love talking no. about this. Stuff. No, that's fine. I think it's really about finding your niche and, yeah. and that's sound-wise and then really targeting in and, and focusing on what they're about because they're probably quite similar to you, you know, if if you feel like you're – more introverted person than maybe they are too. You know, mm. I think you just got to find your your little things and 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 find the market that 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 attracts. You know what I mean? I think there's room for everyone for sure. Yeah, 
Well, I think with you, like you're very honest in your uh, delivery of things. Like you're just an mm. honest sort of person. There's nothing yeah, fake there's no BS, about it. Nah. nah, and you can see that with a lot of people, which is a real turn off. Um, I don't think it lasts so, very long, you know, for those nah. people. Though um, it might start off, and you know, I might get a bit of uh, jealousy. I am the jealous type. Not gonna lie, and a lot of the times, it's me studying what they're doing and, and what I could be doing better or whatever. But um, I'm a terrible um, – I don't know if you do it, but I compare myself to, to people and it, it fucks with me. And a lot of the time I end up not doing stuff because of comparisons and stuff. But uh, I think, yeah, the false people, they start off and everyone thinks they're really cool and then it all kind of unravels pretty quickly, mm. um, especially with those Instagram influencers and stuff. I mean, I kind of feel sorry for them because it must be – mentally completely whack if you are a completely different human to what you are putting on yeah. social media. Like, yeah. um, but there was, I read something the other day and it was about this girl that's quite well known and I, I didn't know her but she's in that world and she, um, someone had come clean and said, I've been writing all their posts for her. She'd been oh. saying she was a professional writer and all the rest of it but someone had actually been writing it for her and someone was just yeah. taking photos and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it can be very, very fake from a lot of people and you can pick up on that. So I think, yeah, you resonate because you're just honest and you are who you are. So that's... Sorry for rambling. That's, that's, a, that's a great thing. No, <laughs> hey, at the start of the show, I told you to. <laughs> so told you to uh, speak. You get me on the top and I'm like, go. <laughs> I think for me, like I, um, I'm very ungrounded sometimes. So uh, I find it hard to get out the exact message or whatever that I'm trying to trying to find and then I just won't post anything. So, yeah, yeah. And um, that's another reason why I sort of started this um, podcast actually was um, uh, to connect with people directly and just connect within a conversation rather yeah. than, I don't know, I can't even explain that properly. No, but, I, I get uh, you though. I, I know what you're talking about for sure. Yeah, so... Yeah, I've I've got to work on um, my girlfriend Tahani will tell you. Uh, <laughs> work on being more grounded. So, yeah, yeah it's um. I think we all are to, to some degree, you know. Mm. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't bash yourself up for it at all because we're all going through the same shit, man. <laughs> yeah, in one degree or another, you know. Got to sure. get into some meditation, I think. Yeah, I, I try. I try really hard, and my mum's yeah. like, "You can meditate," and uh, <laughs> and I do. And when I do, I love it. But uh, I'm all about habit or trying to create habits. And I'm a terrible. I'm I'm a terrible procrastinator. I'm really good actually at procrastinating. <laughs> Talent. Um, so there's so many things I could be doing to better myself. But scroll, 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 yeah. scroll, scroll. It's just not enough hours in the day, I swear. No, no, not with you either. You're working and you're doing mm. all these gigs. Like, yeah, mm. you're doing good. Well, it's all around based around the music, isn't it? Just to yeah. take you back to what you were saying before, like your whole lifestyle and it all um, revolves around your music. So, hundred percent, yeah. Um. And you know you're smashing out singles uh, quite often, and um, yeah. and it's always of high quality as well. Like the latest track's really cool. Thank and uh, actually, when I was prepping last night, I went back to I think it's my favourite song of yours, um, 
Bonnie and Clyde. Uh-huh. And uh, pulled up the video. And I think I'd got used to uh, hearing your acoustic version. Yeah. You know, when you play it live, when I see you. And I'm like, oh, it's actually a little bit different recorded. Yeah. Um, and, and then I noticed someone familiar in the video uh, who, who I didn't know at the time when you released it, uh, Joe, Joe Laff. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a great guy. Oh, yeah. Did you gig with him? Uh, Did you, were you t- I don't know if it was you two that gigged at Clifton Hill with me. Yeah, yeah, it was us two. Yeah, that's when I first mm-hmm. met him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when did you release Bonnie and Clyde in uh, relation? Before, way before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Maybe two, two years ago before that. It was oh, like about shit. 2015. Mm. Okay. Yeah, well, I just noticed him in the video. I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. Didn't know. He's a great but, guy. Yeah. Very talented too. He's finally starting to release his original stuff. And um, yep. yeah, I'm excited for him. He's got a hell of a voice. Huge. Yeah, great just, voice. And stupidly just, good guitarist. Like, yeah. One of those people that can do everything. What an asshole. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, talking to him last week or the week before about coming on the show. Um, oh. He was sort of playing out my way uh, at one of the hotels and he was going to drop in after that. Um, hmm. But then I, th- I think he had another gig offer to, to okay. go straight to after that show. Yeah. So I'd got to reschedule. Really It'd be really interesting to get you to do a, to do a podcast together because I think you're both – on similar wavelengths when it comes to uh, your privacy and mm. yeah, that'd be really good actually. I'm hanging okay. for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about him, so uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be cool. Yeah, no, he's really cool. Um, yeah, you got some uh, uh, kick-ass merch on your website. Um, yeah, Andy Francis skull beanies and such. Yes. Beanies, t-shirts, tote bags, candles, necklaces. Yeah, I'm going all out with the merch at the moment. It's it's been really fun because it's um been an experience for me because I've been doing quite a lot of it DIY. Like I've been helping uh, patch the beanies up and all that kind of stuff, and um, yeah, getting local friends and stuff to help me with their talent. Like a friend of mine made the tote bags and. It's been cool. It's been really good. I, I really enjoyed that that side of things as well. Um, mm. Yeah, it's fun. Something different. Yeah, well, the imagery that you've got and the designs um, is really cool. Um, so again, that was yeah, that was designed by a friend of mine as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to kind of keep it in the family, I guess. I'm trying to create a bit of a team, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Like a straight team. Do they, yeah. do they still exist know, for people? We should, we should make sure they do. <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to do everything ourselves, isn't it? It's exhausting, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah you, would you? You see these? Have you got yeah. as well, or do I make that up? No, I, I do want to make a few different things. Um, I've got like coffee mugs. Oh, um, mugs. Oh, yep. Yeah. No, no, no necklaces at this stage. Um, I was trying to work out with uh, my girlfriend Tahani because she's like very crafty and makes a she's lot of. She's so talented. I follow yeah. her on Instagram. She's amazing. Yeah, so she's got that um, crafty ability for different things. Um, I 
like how many guitar strings do you throw away? Like how often do you restring and just throw the strings away? And it's yeah, like, I've got to be able to do something with these guitar strings because um, mm-hmm. they're good quality and it's like a necklace or a bracelet or yeah. – um, but I haven't sort of thought of anything yet. But People have uh, been – I don't know how they do it, but I've seen more in America. But, um, yeah, getting the old guitar strings. I don't know if they're coding them in something else or whatever, but they're making, like, bracelets out of it. You know yeah. how you usually you can buy, like, multiple leather bracelets in one kind of vibe? Mm-hmm. So they're doing that with, with guitar strings and then adding a little pendant or something on the corner of it. As of their yeah. logo, or whatever. it looks really cool. So you should do that. Because <laughs> such a uh, such a waste, just yeah, well, it feels true. like such a waste chucking them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do something really cool with them, and it, they're yeah. all like special one-offs and all that kind of stuff too. Yeah, it'd be very handmade sort of deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, go go check out uh, Amy's um, merch store on her website, amyfrancis.com. Yep. Yep. And um, yeah, really cool website. I had a had another look last night nice. and uh, all the details about the new single, 17. Um, did you shoot a video for – or no, so, it was your last single that you shot the video for, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 17, we're, we are going to be shooting a video. I'm going to be doing a bit of a re-release for that single. Um, we released it a bit earlier than planned only because I um, I played at Gimpy Music Festival or Music Master and I was a – a semi-finalist in the in the talent competition so I kind of wanted to have something uh, new that was along my vibe at the time sound wise um for them to be able to hear and I had download cards and all the rest of it so we'll be doing a re-release with a video in November and then as of then you'll be getting about a single every six weeks from me um that's kind of the plan now just to bash out the singles and and, yep. and get as much content out there as possible Cool. And will they all those singles eventually conglomerate onto one album, I do you think? think? So. Yeah, yeah. It'll, I'm thinking at the end of next year um, mm. I might do like a 10-track a album and I think I've worked out that in the space of a year I can release nine tracks. So if I had an extra couple of bonus ones, maybe do an album or vinyl only or something just to kind of grab people to want to buy it, I guess. And Yeah, yeah but definitely um, – It'll just be working out what type of package it'll be coming in as. I, I'd really like to do vinyl. I've never done vinyl before, and um, yeah, I think it'd be fun. Yeah, um, well, put me down for a copy for sure. Done. <laughs> <laughs> I collect my vinyl, so yeah, I'll too. add yours Absolutely. to my collection proudly. So. Do you own a CD player? Uh, he's looking. No, no, I don't. I've got one in my car. car. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I I bought a, a car for the I bought a new car which is unlike me a couple of years ago and didn't think about the whole CD player I thought they'd just all have them <laughs> doesn't have a fucking CD player what neither does my new laptop oh. the the recording computer that I'm talking to you on now does but it's pretty old and all I use it for is recording these days so yeah I don't actually own a CD player but it doesn't have Nancy's a record player either. No, no, no. I bought one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine yeah. just sticking a vinyl in the back of oh. my Mac? <laughs> Do you remember, like, back in the day, like, carrying around 100 CDs in your car? Oh my gosh, all over your floor. Cases. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was a disaster. <laughs> it's but, amazing, uh, though, the fact that it's all in an app these days. It blows oh, my crazy. brain. 
Like yeah. I can listen to anything at any time. And oh, it's just, it's pretty amazing. Like I know you get those audio files and they're like the sound quality shit. And I'm like, it, I'm going to be in my car anyway. Like I'm not listening to it for the sound. I'm just listening to it because I fancy listening to it and I can. Yeah. <laughs> I love Spotify. I've got to say, I know it doesn't pay the artists no. much, but uh, it's very accessible. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's a yeah. pain in the ass for oh, it's not. It's amazing for artists because it's another platform for us to get our stuff out there. The fact that we don't get paid very much is quite upsetting. Um, but yeah. there's pros and cons to everything, I guess. Mm, that's where we need, uh, you know, the bigger bands and bigger bigger artists, people with you know, some pull and power to uh, go into bat for um, musicians in general. Um, yeah. And I think they have. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, but obviously they're not sort of getting okay. anywhere or it's not, <laughs> yeah. not that easy. So um, have you heard about, uh, I can't remember where I heard this, but a lot of artists, you know, just like the, the poppy sort of artists, they're producing music Um that sounds good just through your speakerphone on your phone because that's how a lot of people listen to their music. Makes Um, sense. mm, can't remember where I heard about that, but uh, I thought, oh, that's interesting. It makes sense. Like uh, as much as we are all about creating the most beautiful tone and all the rest of it, you are right. 90% of it is going to be coming out of iPhone speakers, Mm. iPhone phone headphones, which aren't the best or no. our, or our cars i guess and yeah mm. but it's usually coming through the sp- streaming platform which is not amazing quality anyway do you know what i mean so it's true yeah yeah I, I try and refrain from just listening to music through the speakerphone um i at least want to have headphones or yeah yeah absolutely um, if it's just a podcast like a voice i'll listen to it but not yep. not music so <laughs> Um, so recording-wise, you've got a, a setup at home. Are you recording everything yourself or do you, do you go into a studio? So I've got a couple of people I've been using. Um, I've got a producer in America um, who tracked, I've tracked three songs with. So he's the one that did 17 and he's done two others for me as well. Um, I'm also looking at finding someone a bit more local. Hampton, get off the microphone. Because... <laughs> um, <laughs> Obviously, the travel and whatnot is quite difficult. I do do a lot of vocals and stuff here. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, I try and find producers. Oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Hammy. <laughs> he wants another carrot, no doubt. Shit, there we go. How about some um, capsicum? <laughs> don't, he knows all the words. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I've got a couple of producers I use, and I do some vocals at home if I need to. Um yep. I do want to get into production and I, I do want to record, you know, acoustic EPs and stuff like that here. So that'll be my next step production wise for me, I guess. Just yeah. Learn the tricks of the trade and whatnot. Yeah. Do you still like going into a studio like that whole um, exercise of going into a studio and the feel of being in there? And I love it, but it also makes me anxious as well. So if, yeah. I, if I could do all my vocals at home, that would make me feel prob- – that I'd probably get better takes, to be honest, just because I'm mm. not on the clock. I'm not surrounded by different people coming in and out, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Are you a studio guy? Like, do you love the studio? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, 
But exactly what you just said, like, mm. uh, but that's just me getting over my own little hurdles, which I slowly yeah. but surely am. So, but I think this time around, now that I've got my head around um, uh, Reaper, recording program Reaper, yeah. just by doing this podcast, I'll do a lot more sort of home demoing and awesome. work out those little kinks, I think, before I sort of go in there and spend hundreds and mm. thousands of dollars and um, that's that's the plan anyway. But, you know, it's nice hearing uh, rough acoustic recordings as well as long as it's, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we can do it at home these days if we really want it's to. It's pretty special, yeah, absolutely. But there is something about going into a studio in mm. that sort of environment and I think it changes work. your frame of mind. You know, you haven't got a fat pug asking for carrots while you're doing <laughs> You haven't yeah. got a cat meowing for dinner and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's asleep right now. Usually oh, he'll good. just, if, if I'm sitting here at the computer, he'll jump up on the couch next to me and walk <laughs> oh, across the keyboard. Yeah, what's and, with uh, that? I don't know. Maybe it's warm. And then he'll Maybe. sit down. So, anyway, he's sleeping right now, so I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> You need um, children when you've got cats and dogs. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so, would you call yourself a full-time muso? Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Yep. That's all I'm doing these days. Um, if I'm when I'm not on tour doing my original stuff, I'm I'm doing the cover scene, and I, you know, I do that and weddings and stuff as well, which has been really cool. And yeah, yep. so now full time, full time for me. Yeah. Cool. So, what's a general day? sort of look like at the moment not enough um but usually it consists of writing um gym and uh is this frozen i think we're frozen all right well we're back yeah. sorry good on <laughs> skype dropped out on us and had a mild freak out that we lost everything but we're back and we've got uh, um, we've got what we've already done. Um, so I think we were talking about a general day in the life of Amy Francis. <laughs> um, at the moment, not enough, probably. Um, <laughs> I a day in the life of what I should be doing um, <laughs> should be gym, come home, write, walk the dog, write, go to my gig. Um, and then do house stuff in between there that, you know, rock stars aren't supposed to do. But, yeah. <laughs> 2019. Um, oh, no. yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. I should be writing a lot more. Um, uh, we head off to America on uh, Tuesday. So at the moment for me, it's just I, I catch up on, on what I haven't done or what needs to be done before I leave and um, just catch up on meetings and, this kind of stuff where it had been a plan and trying to get stuff done before the year finishes and um, chasing up agents for gigs and invoicing and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. All very time-consuming. So It is. <laughs> video editing, that takes forever as well, you know, doing little videos and stuff. And, yeah, yeah, do you do that yourself, like yeah, on so your I website and stuff? Yeah, so a lot of it I do myself. A lot of the graphic stuff I do as well. And mm. um, I watch a lot of YouTube tutorials and learn yeah. about internet marketing and stuff like that as well. And I've started kind of 
dabbling in computer coding and learning about that. Ooh. All different stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I try and keep the brain going in all different ways. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many skills to learn for for doing this whole music thing. It's um, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The independent musician these days could run a pretty decent business <laughs> if they weren't yeah. in the music industry, that's for sure. You know, <laughs> everything you have to learn. Um, well, I guess, you know, you've got to look at the – look at your career as a as a business and yeah, yeah. it's pretty interesting yeah um so you do um do your cover gigs as well so obviously yeah, you've so got to have a fair um catalog of songs yeah so I, I gig my average gig week is thursday to monday really um and yeah i've probably got about 400 songs in the pipeline, give or take. Mm. Um, you know, people, if I'm playing a function or a party or a wedding, you know, people request songs. So you kind of just add to the list, uh, you know, as you go. Yep. Uh, um, so do you add, add the songs at requests or just songs that you actually want to play? And a bit of both, you know. Yeah. I um. I like my, most songs, you know. Um, doing the covers thing hasn't burnt me out too much of certain songs, but uh, you know, you get some musicians and like, oh, since playing them every night for so and so years, I'm over it. But um, no, I've been pretty lucky. I've always been a bit of a pop freak, so I yep. like learning songs that weren't uh, recorded acoustically and making them acoustic. So. My latest, like, fun thing to do is, is learn disco songs and make them acoustic. Okay. Um, yeah. So, you know, it keeps life interesting. I think it keeps the listeners kind of interested too because it's just not the same old shit every night. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's me, I guess. Yeah, cool. So yeah. what were, what were some of your influences growing up um, when you were first getting into music or ones that in, actually inspired you to get into music? Sure. Um, I've always been into music. I was, you know, your typical 90s kid and loved all the boy bands and the Spice Girls and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, when I started playing guitar, so I started playing guitar when I was 10, and I feel like if you do guitar lessons around that age, you do learn all your uh, 70s, 80s riffs, like your hard rock riffs, like your Kiss and your, uh, what else was I learning at that stage, Van Halen and all that kind of stuff. So I, I have got a real soft spot for Kiss, Van Halen, Motley Crue, um, there's heaps, you know. Um, yeah, yep. Yeah, so I guess they're all just influences and then as the years have gone by and I guess thanks to Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, um, I've found so many other artists that I, I love and listen to as well. Mm. Um, so, yeah. were you a guitarist before you were a singer? Uh, yeah, I, I started singing because I was, so originally started off, I started writing songs. This was when I was about I don't know, eight or nine and I was like, okay, well I have to learn an instrument that's going to be able to work for when I write the songs. Mm. So, um, my uncle and auntie got me a electric guitar for Christmas and, um, I started having guitar lessons and I was like, all right, well. Now I've got to sing so that people can kind of hear the songs and all that kind of stuff. And um, it's just been a progression since then. And I always thought I was going to be a guitarist that sang backing vocals, but I've never been that yet. <laughs> Can't imagine it. 
not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Yeah. My time will come. But uh, yeah, no, I think because I went solo pretty young. Um, it's yeah. It's just this is what I've been doing. I've been doing a few duo gigs lately, and that's been really fun because I get to play guitar and kind of sit back a bit. But um, one day I'd definitely like to have a, a side project where it is I'm not the front. You know. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> I don't know if the uh, the crowd would let you get away with sort of sitting at the back there. Uh, it'd be nice. <laughs> if they know who you are. <laughs> what about um, you? What's your story? Have you played, um, like, did you start playing guitar first or singing first? or? Uh, guitar, yeah. Okay. So I started when I was about 12, I think. I okay. uh, got my first acoustic for Christmas one year. Um uh yeah I, I sort of wanted to start playing because my uncle um had a guitar that he'd bust out yeah, and cool. play when i was younger um and i don't know there was something attracted me about the the physical thing of the guitar and you know when you open up a guitar case and it's if it's been closed for a while that it's sort smell. of got that smell yes yes and uh that was kind of kind of it and then it just made me want to get one and start playing and I just loved the feel of it and um, sort of went from there and um, I didn't stumble into singing until oh, my first band where I had no intention of singing but uh-huh. someone had to do it. Um, <laughs> so I sort of learnt, I was trying to learn how to sing in a loud rehearsal room with drum kits and uh-huh. Uh, our guitars and it was just the worst beginning when I think back. Um, so I had to undo a lot of bad habits that I'd learnt there. Absolutely, I can relate. Um, so yeah, no, it was definitely the guitar first, and awesome. um, yeah. So, but I always love the acoustic guitar and and the electric, but I like a, a mix of both. Awesome. Just to be able to pull it back to that raw form, like you were saying before, in an acoustic guitar. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I wish I'd have started singing a bit earlier, though. I think you sort of, you know, I think it, it is what it is. At the end of the day, um, you know, you pick something up for a reason, and yeah, mm. you sound bloody great these days. So, oh, thanks. Hold you back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting old, but that's all right. Um, still got a few years left in me. <laughs> you do. You're Just a few. <laughs> Be one of those uh, those old guys playing around, you know, till I'm hundred percent. Yeah, so that's okay. That's all right. Yeah. I was pretty immature when I was younger, so I definitely <laughs> wouldn't have been able to do what you did at seventeen and and such. So um, it is what it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um. So when you were over in America, did you meet any famous people? Yeah. Met Slash. That was cool. what. How have we not had this conversation already? I don't know. It was a pretty brief. He was doing a book signing at the Whiskey for his wow. book. And oh. um, that was really cool. Um, I got to watch Motley Crue record their video for Saints of Los Angeles, which was amazing. Wow. It was probably the first time in my life I just couldn't speak. I was that starstruck. That was um, um, like a warehouse sort of stage yeah, setup yeah, or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the one. It was amazing. Black and, black and white, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. They're um, 
their like video editing was was really cool on that clip. Um, what else? Who else? Um, Jacoby from Papa Roach. He was at the at the video shoot, so I met oh, him. Oh yeah. Um. No, yeah, bits and pieces. It's been cool. I opened for Steel Panther a couple years after um, living there, so that was a really fun experience at the Key Club. Cool. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's been fun. LA is that strange place that where people do go out and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen Dave Navarro at the at the Rainbow, just chilling out in the corner, kind of thing. And um, yeah, no, it was it was cool. It was really good. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a bizarre place, that's for sure. Yeah, I was really attracted to that whole LA thing uh, after I Have read The Dirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I went in 2007 yep. um, oh. just for a holiday and it was basically because of The Dirt. So yeah, yeah. Reading all the stories in Motley Crue's uh, book, The Dirt, um, just became obsessed with the whiskey and yeah. uh, all those venues and um, the fact that they lived, you know, just next to the whiskey, basically in their yeah. early days, I just loved all that stuff. So um, pretty amazing, like journey. Yeah, um, it was pretty surreal getting into LA. Like yeah, just <laughs> uh, yeah. So I hope I I can go back totally in the next few years. But are you so, going over there to to play or are you? No. So we're trying to make it as holiday like as possible. I say that every time I go over, but um, no, I've got a little bit more recording that I need to do over there with Shane, my producer, um, but that'll probably only be a day or so. Um, it's my 30th when we're over there, so we're actually seeing Aerosmith for my 30th birthday, oh, um, nice. which will be amazing in Vegas. They're doing a residency, so they're playing on, on my birthday night, so that's what we're doing, which will be amazing. Yeah. Um, and then we head off to San Fran for... A few nights and then back to LA for about a week and a half. So, no, it should be good. Cool. Be a good trip. Did you see uh, Steve Tyler's post today on Instagram? I did, I did, oh. I did, I did. <laughs> At least he's not um, miming. I was I messaged Lindsay um, beforehand like, oh, shit. But, you know, at the end of the day, when you've got no voice, you've got no voice. But, yeah, yeah. I did see it. <laughs> well, I stopped breathing for a second, but... <laughs> Just for those who haven't seen the the post, what we're talking about, um, Steve Tyler, it's a picture of him and he's got um, a, a sign on his throat saying out of order. <laughs> and he goes, I lost my voice, so I can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so what what date are you seeing him? The third. Okay. So we've got a while. We've got about a week. Come on, oh, Steve. Okay. Get better, Steve. you got five days, my friend. Yeah. How would you maintain a voice like that for... 50 years. I've seen Aerosmith twice and both times have been absolutely freaking phenomenal. And I yeah. just don't understand how after everything he's put his body through, he, yeah. he sounds the way he sounds. I think he actually sounds better now than he did back in the 70s. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could talk about Aerosmith all day. I think yeah. they're amazing. <laughs> yeah, me too. I love their 70s stuff. It's, yeah. it's so raw and yeah, rough yeah, yeah. And, it, and it sounds like the 70s. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's got a real kind of garage, rocky vibe. It's cool. Yeah, and they just pumped out the albums in yeah. that decade. You and know, it took like... them a good while to get a like a, a radio hit. Mm. Um, I think Walk This Way with Run DMC was one of their first. Or it could have been even their first number one. And that yeah. was nearly 
I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's right. I think it was at least 20 years um, or 15, 20 years before the original Walk This Way had been released. Yeah, I think it was, was it mid-80s. I think they released the, the remix with right, Run DMC. Yeah. And uh, the other one was released in the 70s? Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember what else. It must have been off one of the first couple of albums. I don't think it was on the first, but yeah, it would have been early 70s. Uh, yeah, but I thought that was really amazing. Like, yeah. just, that also shows you, um, like these days, right? You know, you sign to a record label. If you if your album doesn't have a hit on it, you're out, mate. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they they gave they signed you for five albums or whatever, and yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, they got a crazy story, and there's just so much going on in his voice. <laughs> amazing. I, I still remember there was a scene in. Um, that show, Two and a Half Men, with Charlie right. Sheen. Remember the one Steve Tyler was in? I don't remember. I, I remember the show, but I can't remember. God, it's really, really funny. Yeah, cool. Um, and it's got him. I think Steve Tyler moved in next door to, to <laughs> Charlie Sheen, and uh, he was making too much noise, and you could hear him doing his vocal warm-ups, and I'm oh like, my, what the I fuck is he doing? <laughs> yeah. Who can do that with their voice? It was just crazy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's hell of a character actually yeah. Tahani met him um wow. when they came down here in 2012 I think that's pretty cool yeah he just uh turned up outside a shop that she was in right and uh yeah he came in like a little weird dude and yeah, gave her a hug and stuff wow so that's a cool <laughs> yeah no, I love Aerosmith. Absolutely love him. So oh, I hope hope he's uh, all right for your birthday show. Oh, and, um, I'll find him and tell him off otherwise. <laughs> you might have to jump up in his place and oh, man. <laughs> do some backflips and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, better let you go. And uh, It's been really nice, mate. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for, thanks for coming on the, on the show. Oh, um, thanks for having me. We'll get we'll get you on again at some stage and we'll do it in uh, person. Yeah, and we'll get you to play a couple of songs if you're up mm-hmm. for it. So, um, so for the rest of the year, um, any more single releases? Maybe just the video for seventeen. So seventeen uh, video will be released in November, and there should be a single coming out at the end of December from my timeline plan. So yeah, don't don't hold that to me, but I I'm pretty sure that's that's the plan. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. Oh well. Um, yeah. Catch out. Catch Amy on uh, all the social um, media networks. Um, yeah, it's all under Amy Francis Music. Yeah, and amyfrancis.com for the, for the for the for the homepage. Yeah. Well. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Amy. Thanks for coming on. And, no, thanks. Uh, hopefully, we can catch you again soon. Have a great time in America. Happy thirtieth. Thank y'all. And uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in again for another episode of Fox on the Wire. I think uh, at this stage I'm catching up with um, James Harrison next week. So keep an eye out for that one. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you again soon. Bye. Bye.